there's Craig. How Everyone gets to experience Craig now. Yeah. They, must have, they made him quieter. They made him quieter at some they point. Did. Oh. Very impressive. In, in the early days, <laughs> Craig was ear He was... He Very was intrusive. scared the shit out of all of us. It's great. I don't know if um, you guys have seen episode one of the World of Your podcast, but yeah, now you guys know the experience. The start, the start is just all us panicking from Craig. It's great. Anyway, um, no, okay. B, you want to do something? Yeah, okay, I'll get us started. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. Holy shit. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, incredible that you all are here. I still am processing that actually a little bit don't worry about it um uh but thank you um we're here just kind of casually it's me crow uh midnight fox and aki and we're gonna be talking about just this stupid project we came up with last year and how it's uh you know how we're here now yeah (laughs) And I guess maybe ideas on how if you guys wanted to do TTRPG writing, be it a new game or just, I don't know, homebrew. Homebrew in general yeah, is important. Whatever, whatever sort of questions y'all have that we can answer, yeah. we'd be happy to try. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't important know... Question. Important yeah. question, can we cuss? I need to know a foot beforehand. I think we can. I think we already have. I'm pretty sure we already have. Already I already have. have. I, yeah. Well, I don't know if we have swear. after the recording because I don't. I... No, we can cast during recording. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the only rules seem to be: don't be a dick, uh, no gatekeeping, don't be a horrible person, and no bullying towards con goers, guest vendors, staff, etc. And have fun. So cool. Okay. Uh, there's nothing pressing in the rules as written. Yeah, I, we do have a question. I I saw that question earlier on, and I copied it down so it wouldn't get lost. But he he asked yes. again. It's what's the hardest element of the writing process for the team? Ooh. Okay, okay. Before before we get started on questions, I do yeah. want to explain who are we. Yeah, <laughs> probably introduce ourselves. Yeah, probably introduce ourselves. Wonderbeer is a um, small rules light RPG create created by. Mostly B and I. We came up with it at like 3 a.m. one night last summer. And now we're here and people seem to like it. Um, but it's it's very uh, uh, role play centric. There's no combat system. And it's just very uh, light and wholesome. And we have a lot of fun coming up with ideas for it. And yeah. we also have a, uh, a podcast with our friends where we uh, run them all through like fun adventures throughout the world. And that's who all of these other people are from our podcast, our good friends. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Hello. So, <laughs> yeah. Should we go down chat order and just go like well, name, name pronouns and the thing we did for okay, it? Okay, I'll that's go cool. later. You guys have fun. Bye. No. You want to go first? We can go with No, I'm kidding. Please don't make me go first. I have to If you want to go first, you can. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first as a set of guideline. I'm B, I use he, him pronouns, and uh, I think the one dumbest thing I've done for this project is staying up as late as I have as many times as I have to write 70-page books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, B, why? B does um, not I'm 
He does not sleep, and I yell I at him to sleep, but it's I don't fine. Sleep either. <laughs> I yell at everyone to sleep, I'm but they don't pro. listen yep, to we'll me. That's my, to sleep. that's my tip. That's my fun fact about myself, is that I yell at people to take care of themselves, and they don't listen to me. But I'm I'm Crow, and I I got water! Them. I got water! When you good, good. Water, I, got water. <laughs> I had to stop myself from saying, uh... Uh, sleep is for straight people, and I'm like, well, that's why I'm so healthy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I had to well, stop myself from saying this, but I'm gonna say it again anyway. <laughs> Fox, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, yes, hi! I'm Fox. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, I like creatures. I'm going to be doing the creature book over summer. Excited noises? Yes. Um, yes. I play OJ in the podcast. Yes. Yes, I think All that's right. it. I'm, I'm happy yep. to be here. I'm really happy to be here. So many people came. So happy. Okay, that's all I have to say. Uh, okay, uh, my name is Midnight. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I help be out with some writing slash editing slash I wrote a smaller book for Wildervere. I'm also part of the podcast, so I play scales. Uh... Yeah, we're having fun. We're vibing. It's fun. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and okay, I'm ready. Okay. Yes. Go okay. ahead. I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> Gotta hype you up. <laughs> oh shit. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we yes. It's Black. Your friend. <laughs> Anyway, I, forgot, <laughs> Sorry. I forgot you actually got him. Yeah, yeah. I got him. Oh, uh, hi. Oh, man, I My name's Aki Doom Sweater Avery. I go by like 30 things. Um, And I go by he, they pronouns, and I'm tired and really stupid. I apologize. I'm also an artist. There you go. <laughs> and I play black. Yay, That'd artist gang! You're welcome. <laughs> yes. I guess the best. Black is black. Please send a picture of Black in the chat just so people oh, missed your will. your face cam. Good. Um, okay, I absolutely will. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's that's who that's us and who we are. Uh, there was a question earlier in the chat. Yes, <laughs> yes, Questions. I caught it. You Do you question. want me to read okay. it out? Yes, yes absolutely. Uh, it's what is the hardest element of the writing process for the team? Okay, that, I think that answers the question in and of itself. The team <laughs> and communicating between the team members. <laughs> Uh, that's what I find to be the hardest. Just like, um, like not necessarily in like the core writing team, but we've done some uh, like community stuff in the past, and we have like another uh, bigger community writing thing coming up soon, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah. I just, oh my god, the thought of having to coordinate people—it's <laughs> just coordinating that's the is thing hard. That I, it is hard. And to just get everybody on the same page. That's what I struggle with the most, I, mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, if we're going for, like, actual what part of the writing I find the most difficult. I think uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was having trouble coming up with, like, monsters for, mm -hmm. for mine. Th that was a problem, considering what I wrote is called Monsters in, Sh in yeah. Shardelia. So <laughs> it was certainly uh, a bit of an interesting problem. <laughs> uh, coming up with like enemies and creature designs I'm not great at that but fun fact that's what Fox and Crow are for yeah. <laughs> the nice thing about, I didn't like, actually the get to help like... too much with that one I'm sorry no it's that okay I didn't it's get too fun. much help no worries 
There's black, by the way. But I will be drawing them for the creature book. Yes. Yes. What were you going to say, Crow? Or I was just going to say, like, we all sort of have stuff and skills that, like, balance each other out in, like, the core writing team, which is really nice. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think for me, the hardest part is probably... See, I don't know. For me, it's, like, it's the doing, it's actually doing it. Because I think everyone here can agree, when it comes to getting ideas, I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. I, uh, it's, Understatement it's, of the year award goes to me. <laughs> it's more so. It's more so when we. It's more so when I have to put it all to paper, uh, because I, I just kind of. They'll. They know. I just kind of go. Yeah, I was gonna say the hardest thing for you is probably control. Like you just go off, and like yeah. right. Didn't you write deep seas and scallywags in a day? In like, or am no. I thinking of something else? No. Something I feel like you I... wrote it in a day. You wrote, wrote the, the core book in a day. In like two That's days. what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Deep seas and scallywags was, I think, one of my better times of being, uh, of taking time to do things. Uh, I, yeah. I spaced it out between like a bit of a month. Uh, so that yeah. was... It was a t- I wrote 25 pages in a month, so... <laughs> stop. Let's not talk about the fact that I wrote 20 creatures in one afternoon, okay? Let's, let's, that's, that. that did me a I, Yeah, you scared me. I'm like, oh boy. I think, like, when you wrote 20 creatures in the one afternoon, it, it finally sunk in how many creatures... Because I intend on drawing all the creatures... For the creature book, I want oh to draw. Them Don't feel this like you my have goal. to draw all of them. I though. have There's to so draw many. all of them. No, this is my goal. No. <laughs> but like when B said, I wrote twenty monsters in one afternoon. I'm like, oh. I'm gonna draw a lot they don't, of monsters. You don't summer. have to render them all. You don't. They don't. Have I'm to rendering them all. I'm oh. rendering them all. Fuck. As Fox. I'm going to you are not the set. only artist here. I will help you. I Let me help it. you. Yeah, Maybe. like half of us are artists. <laughs> Let us help I mean, you. Please do not make me draw anything. It will be a bad time. <laughs> I, I did say half. I did say like half. So it's half. Uh, was there that question? This is my goal. Uh, was there a question? Uh, uh, any other writing? Yeah, I struggles? grabbed that question. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there's a second question in the chat as well. If you guys want to move on. Yes. Uh, sure. Uh, so Nat asks. Uh, I love this game, and I'm wondering if there's a way to get more involved. Also, do you have any advice for coming up with gameplay mechanics? Ooh. Um, we, hey, you, you didn't no. read the whole thing. You should read the last little bit. <laughs> it goes against every bone in my body, but uh, she said, thanks, OJ, for the win. Which no. I think is rude. I think skills. <laughs> Listen, we're all biased towards their characters. It's fine. Of course. We're all very but, like, biased. OJ is wonderful, so I don't blame them. OJ is wonderful. Yay. OJ is um, great. I, 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 everyone's wonderful. Uh, apologies. Uh, but, um, so... A way to get more involved, we want to be doing more uh, community-based games on our when Discord can. server, which I'm sure we can link in the chat. Because we've been doing um, playtests through Twitter, but we're kind of transitioning it to be like more um, based around our Discord server. Because that way, like, people will get a chance to like play more, and hopefully, people will be able to run it more. 
Because yeah. um, <laughs> currently B and I are the only people running the game. Yeah. For like other people for like uh people Do you who know are not already in the game. <laughs> I run I run a bunch of games, but they're only for my Right. Yeah, like you run people for your it's not public. And that's that that's the that's the thing. We, I think probably Yeah, we do yeah. need to drop the link in the server. I believe that's it has to be Beer Crow, which is why I'm not doing yes, it. Otherwise, I would grab that it. Um, um otherwise we'll get in trouble, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um there there are the play tests that B has been doing. Uh I don't know how you sign up for those or how you um, through the Discord server, be right? Podcast groups. Um I will admit that's usually how we do it. It's usually yeah. Good. Yeah. But uh I think in terms of getting involved in the community, um, please don't let us be the only two GMs. <laughs> we have some GMs. I would, I would have, I would be running games if I had, you know, time. time. Like, oh yeah, summer's okay. summer's coming up, and I am yeah. going to go absolutely yeah. so hopefully... love your mental over summer. Yes. So, <laughs> so if you're interested in uh, being more involved, join the Discord server. That's where. All of our stuff will be. And then we can hopefully have more, like, games coming soon. Hopefully. That'd be yeah, cool. <laughs> um, uh, the second part of the question, do you have any advice for coming up with gameplay mechanics? We have not touched on. I feel like we should... We've not touched on gameplay mechanics. mechanics. Um, gameplay mechanics. Um, they kind of happen... Uh, I don't know. You can help me out with this a little bit, B. But just, like... I don't know. They kind of just happen. <laughs> Well, like what, I missed what was the question? for for uh, uh, gameplay coming up with gameplay mechanics because Wilderbeer oh. is very like mechanics light. There's not like a bunch of like really heavy stuff. Yeah, and so it's mostly so, just like what sounds fun, and then we do something simple we, to make that work. Can we talk about a couple of the things that came after the core build, like a few of the new mechanics. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, I need to tip my hat this one because midnight came up with oh god <laughs> 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 i'm putting him on the spot I'm doing it again i'm doing it are she he is doing it again i'm sorry <laughs> okay uh, yes i'm gonna let you talk i'm not the only one talking during this panel excellent <laughs> okay well i don't okay i'm gonna walk you through how 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 i kind of did it so um i find it first to come up with a simple kind of core rules that your game's kind of based around. Um, I personally uh, like the idea of uh, making your rules connected to like kind of like the themes of your game and like what you want to go for. Like if you want it to go really, really brute. If you want like a really edgy game, like you would have edgier mechanics, if you know what I mean. Or if you have a nice wholesome game, you have wholesome mechanics like World of Air. Uh, so, uh, and then you take kind of like the core ideas you have and then start making steps, I guess that expand, but that makes sense with what you've already written. Just as long as you keep the core rules consistent and you don't really mess with them, um, you're gonna you're gonna go fine. Cause uh, I came up with the monster remnant idea because we needed magical artifacts. We needed magical items in the game. Uh, and the idea that monsters would are are basically creatures that just have a whole bunch of extra energy from the world so just have too much extra magic and they need to expend it all and so uh the logical step from that is that they had something some part of them that was that magical part and that you could then use that to add to your character 
Uh, the mechanics-wise, they just add an ability and a role. I, I don't know how much we need to explain how Wildervere does, but abilities are basically just you roll a dice that roll with the d20 you roll, and you get to add them both together, so it means you're probably better at doing that thing. Right. Uh, so all the... All the I just didn't break any of the codes. I just say this, when you're holding this item, you get to do this ability. And if you don't have the item, you don't get to do the ability. It was just kind of, for me, the next jumping off step to expand um, the mechanics and how they could work. Yeah, they ended up becoming really useful. They're very useful. It's also, I I, I will, I mean, B compliments me about it a lot, but I'm also very proud of the Monster Remnant idea because it was just like, I just took a step forward. I was like, oh, oh, this makes sense. This makes yeah, it totally makes sense. sense. Fantastic. We could just use this. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you'll be banging your head against the wall for like three days trying to figure out how to make this work. And then sometimes you come up with it like when you're in the shower and you just get divine inspiration. It, it, right, I don't exactly, know how to, exactly. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from most ideas, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those have become, that's gone beyond the the one story midnight row <clears throat> and it's become like a core thing the uh the the deep season scalawax has a race that really cares about monster yeah. remnants because they basically give one off as their attribute which is the selkie and mm-hmm. uh the selkie's thing is that their seal skin uh when it uh you know, when it happened, when they come to land, becomes a monster remnant, and they get to imprint one of their own attributes onto it. So it's like a unique kind of support character where you're giving one of your skills to someone else. By yeah, well, I love the Selkie. I think they were like a really fun addition, and, and just like super fun to play. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the most weird twists on one of the existing mechanics we've done. But I mm-hmm. think that's really cool. Um. Hey guys, we got another question, and I'm very. We've got two other questions. Yeah, we have more questions. Is there anything else? We have two other questions. We also, um, Aki, Aki, do you have anything to add about gameplay mechanics? Uh, not really. I've I wanted to make a game myself, so that's part. That's the part I'm struggling on. So I've just been listening to try (laughs) (laughs) get help with that. That's valid. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I think we should say not everyone. Oh, no, totally. That sounds awesome. But yeah, also, I should mention, not everybody in the podcast crew has written for the game. That's okay. Like, yeah. I want that. So podcast-related questions, please feed those in, too, so that way we can let yes. Uh, yes. Fox... Uh, not even Fox, sorry, Fox writes. Most, uh, so that we can let the people who don't uh, write for it... and send your monsters. Yeah. My, uh, my personal favorite mechanic is one that's coming up soon, and I... Do not mind yes. minor spoilers. So minor I, spoilers. Go ahead. It, it feeds into the next question really well. So it's good. It does. It does. It does. Familiars. Familiars. You get to have magical pets that help you out. It's so cool. We're doing, and they are actually useful now. Yes. Hopefully, if we figure out how it works. I, I mean, we have some ideas, oh, but the the idea was, um, I'm not gonna lie to you, gang. I like Magic the Gathering stuff a lot. There was an MTG panel, and I was really bummed I missed it. Uh, one of the one of the sets, Ikoria, had this thing called Companions, where it was like your deck has this creature that's off to the side, and you have to build your deck around this creature, but it's really useful to the game. And while those broke Magic, I was like, that's. 
really cool. And Wildevere already has a lot of powerful magical creatures. And so when when we started brainstorming the magic school update that's coming soon, uh, I I instantly told Crow, this is where we do familiars. Yeah, because <laughs> it's something we've talked about doing for a bit, and it just, it makes perfect sense. Like, you're at magic school, you have your cool magic pet with you, and you and learn you cool magic stuff it. together. It's so great. It's perfect. The idea is the familiar will have its own attributes, and you get to basically use what they can bring to the table, and they use what you bring. It's a lot of, it's give and take between the creature and and the person, but I think because of that, you're gonna be limited to one familiar, like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> because, oh, some of the stuff that could happen. Looks at plaque. Yeah. Looks at plaque. Yeah, you plaque. get to choose one. Limited to one familiar. Okay. okay, I should clarify, I should clarify. Only, you can have a hundred thousand pets. You can have a hundred thousand pets. You can have... But only one gets okay. the mechanics of being your familiar. You're yeah, like soulmate in terms of animal don't. companions. Don't do that to me. Don't, 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 yeah, don't yeah, scare yeah. me like that. You can, you can <laughs> don't make them pick between their children. No. <laughs> My children! <laughs> Question, uh, can maybe, I pick the cactus? I will literally homebrew the fucking cactus for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm picking the yes. cactus! Be, be, be. <laughs> Me, you, you write the thing. Anything you write is canon. You can't head canon anything. You can't hold <laughs> anything. Why <laughs> 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 We have the sandbox articles. We have the sandbox. Sandbox articles aren't necessary. It doesn't need to be canon. Yeah. If sandbox articles were canon, that would have meant I've that would have meant I've actually committed IP theft. So. Okay, fair. Yeah. If the sandbox articles were canon, uh. Rich wouldn't be in the call. <laughs> they would actually be really pissed at me. So, so thank goodness they're not canon. Um, for context, April Fool's Day 2021, I got the amazing chance to work with Rich from Its Isles. Please check their project out. It's really cool. Uh, cool. Nemo from uh, Zin Never Dies, uh, Shrike Tabletop. I got to work with Claire Fantasia. Thank you, Midnight. And oh, uh, what else? Who else? Oh, God, names are bad. Uh, um, Lilith, I don't remember the name of their thing that they're working on. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the thing, but Lilith's... I uh, can go check behind. really quick. Cause yes, I go find it. The server uh, <laughs> name's the Seventh Spring Tavern, so... The the idea is, we got to... I basically got to make Wildevere races out of their game's races, and just kind of do one big crossover book. And it was a really cool April Fool's Day project and I I enjoyed the heck out of taking other people's stuff and trying to transfer them into our mechanics. Uh, but that is okay. I think a good place to end that question and leave. Yeah, I think, um, there yeah. was a question earlier. What's our, quick one, a quick one. Uh, what's our favorite creature from Wilderbeer? I've been so excited for this one. <laughs> yeah, oh, just one creature. <laughs> you get one creature fox. You get one creature fox. We're gonna do a chat order. Aki, do you have a favorite creature? I don't know. Crystal boydies are pretty. I like them. Yeah. I I feel like I also legally have to say crystals because I made them because I wanted cool bird. You did. That was my only thought. I love. I want a cool ostrich horse bird, please, and then make it covered in cool gems. I'm not saying this thing. But <laughs> uh, 
I still have a weakness for one of the characters I created, which is Gary the Snake Dog. Gary Good, the yes. Snake Dog! <laughs> He's a dog that is a snake. His name is Gary. I love Good. him in my life. I love him. I I don't know who he is, but I immediately love him. <laughs> Me neither, but he sounds amazing. He, he is, he is he, he's in the thing I wrote. Yeah. Yes, yes. How am I supposed to pick one now. favorite monster? How? How? <laughs> can I pick top you three? Can. Sure. Can I do top, top three? three. Yay! You can do top three, but don't spend ages talking about each top three because we have other questions to get through. Okay. Yeah, okay. the next well, question we're going to have to talk for a bit, so. Yes, first one I'm going to say Squiggin because I think that was kind of what got me into Wildevere is I showed you guys a bunch of the monsters I created and the Squiggin was the one that I think you guys were the most like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. so. <laughs> they hold a special place in my heart for that. The Hydra... Uh, how do I pronounce it? Dang it. Hydrangea? Yeah. Yes, it's that one. I just really like the vibes and it's a pun. Yeah, the design so. is very cool. <laughs> And one of the Cindir book monsters I've really fallen fallen in love with is the smoke axolotls, the small otls. Oh, that sounds adorable. Yes. Why have I not seen these? Why have I not seen these? We're not in Cindir yet. We're still stuck in Oa. (laughs) We've been in Oa for six months. When you get to Oa, when you get to Cindir, you'll get the smoke axolotl. I'm going to adopt the entire place. You need to know this. I just, it needs oh, to be no. said. We're going to have more pets than party members at this rate. We are, and it's fun. That's my stick. I, do, I give it to my parties when I'm DMing. It's a problem I have. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, man, I love games where we get to keep many pets. So... <laughs> I would love to say crystals, Crystal crystals. I think I legally have to say crystals. I'm going to be a self love uh, boy and I'm going to pick the bumble kits because they're bee- Yeah, they're good. They're, bee- they're good. Cats. They're little and, tiny bee cats. They're adorable. I love the bumble kits. Um, <clears throat> next question. Next question. Yes, next from question. Anna asked How soon should you make maps? When making a world, um, I'll answer this because I did the map. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I did the map very early on because I think I did it like the first day that Wildervere was a thing. Because at that point we didn't know it was a game; we were just making a world and having fun with it. And I was like, "Oh, maybe we'll turn this into like a comic or something." Um, I don't know. <laughs> that was like day one that I I did the map, and I had like. Because Wildevere is based on, like, the city-states and how they're, like, arranged and their geographical location plays, like, a part of how the magic uh, sort of forms in that area. So a map was kind of needed. Um, But I don't know. I think it's just up to you. A map is not needed, I think, for a game to be, like, playable. I just just love maps. So I'm... (laughs) Always gonna make a map for anything that I create, but that's just my personal love of cartography. I think I think it does come down to the way you create. If you're a very yeah. visual person, I think a map might help you a lot. Whereas if visuals and like having a map isn't something that really like sparks you and it's not really needed for you, uh, I would say you're probably fine to wait. You know, 
Yeah. It'll, you don't need one in order to, like, no. have a successful game or to have a successful fantasy world. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just fun. Playing for, uh, not Wildevere, but a game for two years and I still don't have a map. And my players want Yeah, and that's map, so but... valid. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I'm I'm with them, but you don't you don't need a map unless unless you are one of those people who really likes to visualize where everything is and you want to know. Okay, it takes three days to travel to here to to from one city to the next city. Uh, it takes uh it takes and it's this long. It's this many miles. If you're one of those people, like I imagine making a map is going to be super helpful for you. Um, mm. But not everyone writes like that, and if you yeah. don't like doing that, then don't. I would recommend. Yeah, I think it's all just up to personal preference. I, I would recommend the first time I ever DM'd. The first time I ever DM'd, I wrote down. I, I made a map. Was the first, and I put everything on it, and like this is the abandoned house in the middle of the woods, and that was way too much information on there because it didn't let me add more mm, to it as the party came across yeah. things. So I, 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 I recommend map, but I, I would definitely recommend don't go. Yeah, forward. like make a map, but don't like. I don't know it's up to you how like religiously you want to hold that map to being like accurate by the time you actually get to like that area in like your story if you're writing like a book or a D campaign or something um but i don't know i think they're useful but it's up to you if you want a map make one <laughs> yep. uh <clears throat> what, about um, you? what about you aki you've been for a while have you okay. what have you done a map? I like, do you, when I, you do games, how needed is maps for you? Um, I don't think it's super needed. I mean, it's I th um, <laughs> I think as long as you have the layout in your head, it should be fine. Like, like the DM, I mean. Yeah. And then you can describe where things are, but, but I do think drawing a map helps, especially when you're when you when you make your own world. And you're trying to, to like explain where things are because most likely someone in that world is going to have a map. So you want to draw that out for your players so that they have that later on. That's true. But yeah. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. It just helps. That seems to be the general consensus. It's uh, yeah. It's it's really nice to have if you're someone who needs those visuals, and if your players need those visuals. But if it's not something that you or your players really need, um, it it is definitely not priority number one if you're not that kind of person. Right. Yeah. Also, um, uh, would I, we have another... Before we move on from the map <laughs> question, I just want to say I really love the Wildervere maps because they are so Thank empty. you. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a point. to put stuff in. And I yeah, know you do I, that I made them like that. And it's just chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to leave it very open so like people could add them because I was making it for like other GMs to like manipulate to their own uh, for their own uses. So that was Especially an intentional design Frozen. decision. When so. I was when I was when I was running Frozen Throne, it was great because the good the, something nice about the Frozen Throne is there's a whole bunch of little one shots in there which you can pepper into your adventure. And with the map being the way it is, it's so easy to just sprinkle in a little a little one shot in between every little adventure <laughs> between each temple. Yeah, exactly. So I love the map for. <laughs> I love the maps for the beer. Thank you. I, I had fun like making them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we do have another question, though. Um, yeah, Brave from Brave. Asks, have a couple. Yeah, Brave asks, what is it like playing in a TTRPG podcast? I know for some, this is their first time being in a podcast. So what are your thoughts? Right. So I'm going to let... Uh, okay, I'm going to 
I'm gonna say reverse chat order again because I have probably done the yeah, most. Yeah, you have the most experience with podcasts. Yeah, so, uh, Aki, if you're cool, taking first on this one. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, this is oh, my. Been, oh? oh, I was just gonna ask how it's been doing podcasty stuff. Fun. I love doing podcasts. I've done it. I've done it twice now with two different podcasts. I mean, I'm in two different podcasts. I'm doing this one and the Slam Vanners, which is a uh, Monster of the Week podcast. That's right. Um, and Sorry. it's super. Both are. Su- no, you're perfectly fine. I'm. Just, <laughs> I'm nervous to talk a lot. Um, you're good. <laughs> it's just super fun. It's fun to play it with other people and then show it to other people and then then yep. Yep. Go watch Land Vanish. <laughs> Real good. Yes. It's Are really we, fun. It's got Hallie in it. It's got Rio's still in though, yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Sweet. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Hallie's in it, Rio's in it. Like yeah, it's got some cool folks. I know a lot of the Slam Vanish crew pretty well. It's a real good time. Definitely go check it out. Um, yeah, we fought frozen turkeys. You fucking good. Hell yeah. Okay. Um so uh a little a little bit of background. I guest starred once on a podcast with someone who was in this chat. Shay is here. Uh I, I was a guest podcasting with Shay for a minute. Uh but this is the first kind of like long-term podcast I've ever done. Um it's a lot like playing, you know. Other, it's a lot like you're just playing a game with your friends, but you also happen to be recording it at the same time. Uh, so it's it's pretty fun. Um, it does help that Wildevere's a very easy system on the brain. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I love like playing like D and D and stuff like that. We play D and D online a lot. Um, yeah, it was Reka, uh Shay. Um, I play D and D online a lot, and I know uh, it. Sometimes it's painful to remember everything, and I bug um, that our poor DM who DMs for me uh, for oh B and I uh, for in D and D all the time. So I'm like, what are the rules? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Uh, so that's nice about World of Mirrors that I just have to bring up my 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 jank word document uh, <laughs> that I have for Scales' character sheet. <laughs> Use Don't that. worry, OJ lives on a sticky note, so it's definitely <laughs> worse than that. Oh my god. I think I started at one point writing down everyone else's abilities, and then I lost the piece of paper I was writing it down on, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, oh. Fox. Yeah, Fox, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Man. Okay. I'm excited! Uh... <laughs> Um, this is the first time that my voice was ever recorded and put on the internet for people to listen to. Yeah, so that's a time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a first for me. And I really love, I, I really love it. It's just a lot of fun to have, have a fun time with friends. And um, I do, I do get very anxious because I'm a very talkative person and I get very loud and I'm just constantly scared of interrupting others. It's just, oh, I really hope that I didn't interrupt people during a podcast, no less. So it does add a little bit of stress, but it's so <laughs> it's so fun to be able to share the events that happened like the 
the episode where I got yeah. three nat 20s in a row was recorded. <laughs> oh my God. And yeah, I can it's... show my friends me getting three nat 20s in a row. One of them was not, they were not directly back to back, but they were all doing things that were back to back. Yeah. Uh, it was, was wonderful. Insane. It's that so was much fun. And I love listening back on the older episodes because they just bring a lot of joy. It's just, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same sort of thing for me. This is my first, like, uh, full-time podcast. I, I guessed it on the Frostwalkers, and that was terrifying. The The first guest spot that I was on was, I was, like, super anxious the day of, even though I know you all very well. It was a time. But now I'm, like, super used to it. That's just how practice goes. Um, but yeah, for, for Bouldervere, at least, it's very nice doing the podcast, because it is just, like, playing a regular game. Um, but you just get the added benefit of it being recorded, so that like, you can show people, and if I want to, like, make a comic of it, which I haven't yet, but I've thought about it, <laughs> then, like, I don't have to remember things. I can just listen to it. True. And so now I want every D&D game or TTRPG game that I'm in to be recorded, just because it's fun to have it be recorded. Yeah. So, yeah, that's well, my opinion on it. <laughs> as someone who does a lot of the editing and real-world side, uh, you know... Uh, as someone who does a lot of the real world side of things, like the editing, like the uploading, it's a bit of a different beast for me because y'all play. It's true, <clears throat> and I like play and I listen to it and I edit it. Uh, I will say I still have a lot of fun with the project, be that as it may. I still enjoy it. I just think I enjoy the podcasting side for different reasons. I love playing Asher. I love playing my good, good baby Himbo. It's just, mm-hmm. uh. <clears throat> It's just, like, for me, the joy I get is, like, uh, you may all remember the time that I snuck Megalovate, no, Bone Trousel into the audio of an episode. I snuck. Yeah, it. you yes, did. You did. It was the elevator music. there once, too. That was yeah, when I was, got my frog bucket. The music was in there, too. There was the, uh, there was the time I did the Smash Bros bit. Like, I've... I've done some bits in the audio editing side. And I've also done some pretty good tracks, some serious tracks as well. And I think people's reactions to like the little stuff like that, or, like when someone's like, oh, the music made this really cohesive and the music like really made me laugh. It's like, yes, yes, I did it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I find that really fun. You do a wonderful yeah. job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, All right. Have I, 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 before we move on, I just want to add, it's so nice not having to do the editing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would just make me do it all. Actually, I would, to be honest, I would actually die though. I don't know how to audio edit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, B. We appreciate what you do. We very appreciate much. your work. We have the question of how do we deal with imposter syndrome and criticism? I will lead the way on this one because we just went up, so I will go down. Um. So criticism, I think, with Wildevere, I have been way less self. Uh, hating about because of the fun fact that we wrote this game in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. This wasn't supposed to be a thing that people enjoyed or saw. Yeah. It's just... So the fact that people like it and have like criticism on it, I find at least. I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to take over your turn. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I, I forgot what I was talking about. Basically just like, I don't know, I appreciate the criticism, honestly, because was on accident. It wasn't supposed to be good, but I guess people liked it, so now we're here. 
Yeah. I will say say the only hard part about criticism is um, when it, like, okay, everyone has a very unique experiences with TTRPG, and that's great, and there's a game system for everyone. And it's really hard to tell somebody that the fix might be that they're looking for a different game. Yeah. Because Wilderveer is definitely not for everybody. There's no combat, there's not a lot of crunch. There are certain people where that's a big turnoff, and like, that's okay. We created one experience, and there's hundreds of others out there, and I get to meet people who make different experiences. It's really cool. And, like, so criticism's about the way the world is. I'm really excited about because it helps me build. But when a question is, like, why isn't there combat? It's like, uh, there's no yeah to tell you that you just need to seek elsewhere, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's the hard part about criticism is when people are like, oh, I think it's, like, it's such a good thing about TTRPGs how malleable they are and you mm-hmm. can get homebrew anything. But I also think that there is a point where it's like there might just be a game that's a better fit for your table. And, right, and that's totally fine. And when you're trying to beat, like, book, like bash a system to be something like that. In terms of constructive yeah, criticism, though, too. it's definitely a lot easier for me to take because it's very, oh, yeah, no, you're probably right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. someone edited the core book for us recently, and they were like, hey, how, how about this? Does this make sense? And my response to that was like, yeah, probably. I wrote that at, like, 3 a.m., so the fact that it's like, <laughs> Because the person was like, oh, no, please don't be upset. It's totally readable. I like, totally get it. It's just there's some grammar things, and I'm a grammar nut. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not upset at all. I'm impressed that it's legible. I wrote that at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, I'm pretty chill about that. Imposter syndrome's a bit different for me because I will admit uh, it's really tough with Wildevere. This is probably the toughest part because there's not a very clear metric of success with something like Wildevere. With a mm-hmm. podcast, you have views and downloads and all that. For a game like D&D, they have sales. For games on Itch, you have sales. You can see how many people have purchased and downloaded your game. You can see how many people have bought it, and there's a material reward of money. You know what I mean? There's a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a win condition, if you will. With Wildevere, we release the game for free on a Google Drive. The only uh, means people have of supporting us is Patreon, because... I mean, yeah, we do. We did actually make an itch recently, which is a yeah. pay what you want. So if people right. want to donate, but they can download it for free because we don't want to lie to people. <laughs> um, yeah, but like it's totally voluntary, so it makes complete sense why that wouldn't be something people would do, especially right now. You know, mm-hmm. and so because of that, the uh, Crow, could you link the picture? Yeah, I'll grab it real fast. Would the thing? The problem is with not having a clear win condition, if you will, is that it's hard to tell if people are engaging with it outside of knowing that people are playing it. And that's tough. That's where the imposter syndrome sets in because it's like, oh man, am I doing everything I can to facilitate people playing this game? Am I doing all I can to help the community because it's so new and special and it's coming up on a year of existing? What the heck? Yeah, that's crazy. It's a lot of my imposter syndrome comes from watching other communities really grow and thrive and being like, are they doing something I'm not? You know, it's not that I'm unhappy. I don't think I've ever gotten imposter syndrome in the way of, I am upset that this person is succeeding. I think it's Mm -hmm. more, this person is succeeding. What are they doing that I am not? 
and that's where I start to get all. <laughs> so that that's my that's my little personal. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all go now. <clears throat> no, you're good. Um, I don't know. I feel like stuff like criticism and imposter syndrome used to bother me more, but I I think I've kind of just gotten like to the point where I'm so stressed that I'm calm, you know? And so I just like, mm -hmm. yeah, it is what it is. People can hate what I do and hate me, and that's fine. I'm still gonna live my life. Why would I let extra stress bother me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that's not super helpful, but just like in the past like couple of months, I've just accepted that as fact. Like there's always gonna be somebody better than me and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I'm I'm funny because when I when I wrote my thing, I ran around trying to force people to read it and give me criticism. I harassed <laughs> me. I'm like, read this, give me criticism, give me the feedback, man. <laughs> and I, I think I did. You did. <laughs> but I also was like running around like the server, like, also please read this. Please read this. Please read this and give me feedback. Um so, uh, constructive criticism is uh, something I, it ties back into the imposter syndrome. I'm making connections here. Uh, it's something I depend upon because I feel like if I just write something, uh, it's not good enough. It, has, it clearly has to be critiqued and made to something better. Otherwise, I'm like faking it. I can't just write something very good. Um, so I deal with my imposter syndrome by seeking out criticism. I don't know if that's actually a good way to go about this, but it certainly does help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it works for you, then by all means, uh, I will. I will advise going to nice people for criticism. Go to like to your yes. friends because they'll, yes. they'll 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 do it nicely for you. Yeah, and people who you trust to like actually give you honest stuff and not just say, "Oh, it's good," and not yeah. give any act like people who will give actual criticism, but also like, but also not take it as haha nice. free opportunity to destroy this person. Yeah, right. And if those are if those people are your friends, then don't be friends with them anymore. <laughs> Uh, I really want to talk about the hippocampus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> because it feels. Oh man. Okay. So um, I was working on some of the monsters for Marital, and uh, the way it usually works is, uh, you guys will put down the names of the monsters, or like big snail, just like brief idea, something like that. <laughs> big snail. And I, you guys put down at one point. Hippocampi. Hippocampi? Something like that. Uh, hippocampus, yeah. Hippocampus. Something. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a water. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was actually a mythical creature at the time. I know now, of course, because you guys gently told me. <laughs> but after I made this really strange Because <laughs> the other yeah, is I just, the hippocampus is also a part of your brain, if you want to Yes, and so I googled it, and the oh, brain no. part came up, so I'm like, okay, if this is what you guys want. <laughs> you made, like, a weird brain monster. Oh, it, I don't know. know. A seahorse, according to my research. No, it's not a weird brain house. It's like a seahorse that uh, cocoons into a yeah. what looks like the hippocampi brain part, and then it emerges as like a stingray. Mm -hmm. It's a funky monster. 
But it's kind of weird. I think it's just yeah. So I, you see, I come from a <laughs> mythology background, and so I was like, oh yeah, the classic hippocampus, the cool Greek mythological water horse mermaid thing. That's perfect for a water <laughs> area. And then Fox oh, comes no. back with this weird brain stingray, and I, <laughs> I mean this with the most love. I love it so much. But it's just like stuff like that is just so fun. Um, I, I hope you you took it well. though. I and now it's like the funniest thing. <laughs> I will. I do remember being like, "There's no way that the brain part is." I remember talking to you and being like. Wait, what? That's like when you Google it? And you were like, Google it, B, and I did, and I streamed it to you. And I thought I was going to be like, see, there's multiple response. I wasn't like being mean. I was just like, okay, I believe you. Let me just see what happens. And sure enough, we both cracked up at like 2 a.m. Then we were looking at photos of brains. Yeah. I, can't I, was like, I knew it was a part of the brain, but I thought that the mythological creature was more common. And so I, I thought, we're talking about a mythological me. creature. I would have assumed that you would make the connection, but it's but okay. We can laugh about it now. I really like science in high school. You're That's very, you're very so valid. Fair. That's so valid. So I think we have, like the three of us, I think Fox can attest, we're in a voice call. We all have like a collective laughing breakdown. At like 2 yeah. a.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am going to gently poke us along. We've got like three. We got like three questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so real quick, I think this is for all of us, but we'll, we'll do it real quick. So, uh, oh, I don't. Remember, I didn't record who said this. It was Brave. Uh, never mind. So, Brave asked, "How did we all come up with our characters uh, for the podcast?" Uh, Aki, you want to go first? Because yeah, uh, how'd you come up? Sure. With How'd I come up with Black? Oh. Yes. Uh, well, to be honest, Plaque was a D&D character first, because I had found a Plague Doctor plushie online, which is the one I have. And also I found a homebrew Plague Doctor class that I love. It's really fun. I played Plaque in a... in a... Uh, a different one-shot, a D&D one-shot before I joined Wolverine. Yeah, that's right. I remember this, yeah. Was yeah. it one of the charity stream one shots? Yeah, it was a charity stream one shot. Ah, okay. And Plaque just turned out to be this really chaotic, creepy, weird character. So I decided to run with it, and you you invited me to the game, and I was like, I'm really obsessed with this weird Plague Doctor character. I mean, I'm just gonna throw them in and see what the hell happens, because everyone else was making sweet, wholesome characters, and I just wanted to throw in a fucking Plague Doctor to shake things up because that'd be funny. <laughs> it, was, it worked out great. So much, it worked out great. Yeah. So I have to come up with scales. Yes. How did I come up with scales? Okay, so um you have to understand that my thought process was um I can play a robot, I wanna be a robot. Uh, <laughs> and then went from there. Uh, <laughs> And I think I think I think while I was doing like I was just like kind of tossing around ideas in my head like I know I've got to come up with like this 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 person for this podcast it has to be you know a pretty engaging character uh, and then I said to myself inwardly like I have these ideas but they're really self indulgent ideas and then I said fuck it we're being self indulgent and I made a dragon robot so <laughs> my my advice is to when you have those little like doubts about, oh, is this really a really self-indulgent character? Is this just something that you want to see? 
just go ahead and do it. It's fun. I love playing scales. Scales is great. She started to do a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I'm really Fox? excited about this. Because there was a bit of a plot twist, actually, with OJ. First of all, I knew I wanted to be a Koboloi. That was for certain, right away. Because bad luck charm. Koboloi's, all the races get like a, I think it's a D6. Was it? D6? Uh, yes, D6. Bonus. They get a D6 bonus to their rolls for a certain thing that, you know, makes sense with the race. The Koboloi get a D6 subtraction from their rolls. For the sake of making magic more wild. That's led to some some things. And so (laughs) I had to have the Koboloi. Negative racial modifiers have a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. We should explain how bad luck charm works. You're right. Yes. Uh, Basically, when a Koboloi casts, they are inherently going to do wild magic more often. So if you roll a 20, you're still going to get a 20 level success. We're not going to raise or lower the DC on you. What we're going to do is, if you roll with bad luck charm at your choice, you, you roll a d6 and it's a 6, then that means that 20 becomes... 19, 17, 17, 17, 17. I think 14. Yeah, it becomes a 14. 14. Mm-hmm. 15 is the number that if you go below it, you get wild magic. So bad luck charm is the I want to make this spell wild magic. Let me do I want that. wild magic. Yes. Yeah, it, and so I knew... For sure, right away, I wanted the wild magic because the wild magic table was like one of the first things I saw in the document. And I'm like, I want to play this game. I want to play this game with this fun aspect of this game. So it was definitely going to be a Koboloi. Uh, OJ was actually going to be a bit of a soft bean. Huh. And then chaotic. And then then she turned chaotic. first episode i'm like okay she's going to be very soft and gentle and and very calm and quiet and i'm like and then you run through a window for your first then I thing run, you my did. introduction i was you running said through I was a sonic glass running window. i said running someone said sonic running i'm like you know what let's go with it and then we i <laughs> i went through the window it was great i loved i loved the first session so much wonderful uh, chaos yes. chaos was then cemented into her character yeah <laughs> And um, something I love about OJ is just I like I like to sprinkle little things in that is just like oh yes this is what I would do as a kid, and do little chaos. Yeah. OJ is wonderful. Thank OJ you. is the most character the character that feels most like an actual child, and I mean that in the best way possible. Yay! Mm. Good, good. I'm glad. She feels like the youngest baby sister of the crew, and it's really sweet. Because when okay. she has her like emotional moments, it comes from this really genuine place. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Yay. Happy, happy. Uh, Krug. Yeah, so for Rhodes, I I always kind of had the idea of a stone Eidolon with crystals growing out of their eye, just as a concept for a character in Wilderview, just since it started. And I was like, oh, we'll do a podcast. I'll I'll do something with this idea. Um, I don't know. I didn't know really what to do with him at first. But then I was like, you know, this is a campaign with a bunch of children. Um, we're gonna need a voice of reason, and so they they quickly uh, turned into just like the apathetic dad friend of the group who was just like, guys, please, I don't understand what's going of vague on. Responsibility, the curse of vague yeah, responsibility. Yeah, the curse of vague responsibility. Yeah, the curse of vague responsibility. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with him. It's good. <laughs> I don't have too much to uh, 
to say because he kind of just he just happened he kind of evolved as we started playing which is how a lot of my characters go they kind of come fuller as time goes on but yeah i love yeah. Rhodes. he's great uh asher has a funny tale where they were a design first uh crow designed the core books cover um mm -hmm. and i drew I drew a cute little uh sun fire elf sun elf yeah, dude sun elf with a big bag on the front and a big backpack and he was like, backpack kid that's right for the longest time he was just backpack kid and crow yeah. and i would be in call and just be like what's this funky dude's deal what's backpack kid about i want to know about backpack kid and he became kind of just like a meme between crow and i specifically and so when the podcast started i was gonna make a uh a, a <clears throat> sorry uh sky eidolon that was more of a bee than a bird just to be self-indulgent but then i was like I could play backpack kid and i approached crow and i was like what if i play backpack kid and crow was like yes play backpack kid yeah i was immediately like yes i and need to know more about backpack kid so he became asher and asher's backpack became a pseudo bag of holding and there was a whole bit in one episode where y'all went into his backpack and it was basically a mm -hmm. canvas dungeon for a little dragon. It was, it was great. <laughs> Do we want to talk about? No, we're almost, we have to focus. Sorry. Yeah, we're I running. Want, running I want to go off about the backpack, but. <laughs> I, I, I love how we, how we, how we managed to run the gamut of like just completely different ways to make characters. We did. Yeah. We did it all over the place. It's great. But that's, um, that's just true to life, I think. Everyone has yeah. their own yeah. style. Just embrace your style of character creation. That's like when, really, the way you're going to make a character that you're happy with is when you do it the way you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we have okay. two more questions. And then we got two more questions, and then the panel will be over. So, Zoo no asks... From here on out. Yeah. Zoo so asks, did we have any experience creating games prior to creating Rosebeer? Nope. <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I think only one of us can answer vaguely yes to that question, Midnight. Uh, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna Wait. have to solidly say, heck no. games, but they were awful and I didn't know how to code very good. So it was like I had off brand space invaders. And oh, then I tried good. to do smart for some other games, but that also didn't pan out. Fair. Uh, Wildegar was my first foray into anything beyond homebrew. Um, so, so I'm I'm the one who has the experience. Uh, my uh, my 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 boyfriend. Uh, he created his own. Uh, I I should I should explain how I uh how I how I how I met him was uh, playing this, and he made his own homebrew system just for shits and giggles. Um, that's that's the Clara Fantasia uh, thing that we kind of mentioned. Uh, yeah. earlier on a little bit. Uh, so he, so my first introduction to uh, tabletop RPG things was doing homebrew. So I have played that system uh, and I DM it uh, as well a little bit. And I also have written my own system for our own personal projects. Um, I will say my uh, strategy is to keep things simple. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, Wizards of the Coast, D&D is, is, I'm going to pick on D&D. D&D &D is great, but they have lots of people working together to make everything balanced. Uh, make it as simple as possible. If it's just you, or even if it's just like one or two people, you're going to have to stick with something that's functional, 
simple and just kind of has a core theme and rules. Uh, otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out really quickly. Um, and getting get, getting lost in the weeds. So yes, that's my experience. Don't don't uh, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yep, yeah. but I think you've given me that advice a number of times. I have indeed. <laughs> my 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 uh, B at B says something, and I go B. Is that simple enough to understand that you can? Can you describe it in like two or three sentences? And he goes no, and then I'm like work on it. <laughs> yeah, you have to it's very useful advice. Uh, Aki, what about you? Uh, I don't have any experience making TTRPGs, but I do have experience making games. Um, I haven't made a successful game yet, or like a full game yet, but I have been working on two, uh, one called... Uh, I forgot what my own game is called. Give me two seconds. <laughs> it's eliminated Sun. It's called Eliminated oh, no. Sun. Um, about this little robot on a frozen planet. But, uh, I've been working on that for about a few months now. It's been inactive recently just because I'm struggling with my programmers. But it's been really fun. And I'd say the best advice I could give is to work with other people. Don't make everything by yourself. Don't be a dense avocado because that's really hard to do. <laughs> Yeah, I took so computer science classes and coding classes and I could I could not. I can do the art. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Not. <laughs> Don't try and do everything yourself. It's too much. It's too much. Let yourself work with other people. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which segues real nice I think I'm last. All right. Person. Yeah. All right. This is the last question. It's from Burnt. Oh, there is uh, more. He... There's one more from Rich. I'm sorry. So there's oh. one from Burnt, one from Rich, and then we're done. Okay. No, Burnt? no, no, no. There's no Rich is not a question, question after Rich. But... There's just Burnt. Oh, they wanted to say. Okay. Rich, will... Rich, Rich is just yeah. being nice to us. Okay, I'll um, read that at the end of Burnt's question. Which is valid, but yeah. he's, he's just be I'll, nice. I'll read that at uh, the end of Burnt's question then. Okay, so Burnt asks, do we do we have any advice on motivation slash how to see a project through to completion? Just, the thing is, a lot of times people are like, oh, I have this big project, but I don't know where to start. Just do it. You just gotta, st like, it's gonna be bad. Your first project is just gonna be bad, and that's okay. You just gotta, you just have to do it or else it's never gonna be, like, out of your brain. Um, and pace yourself, please, please pace yourself. Yeah, pace yourself. Or like, For me, as a very <clears throat> extroverted person, is very motivating. Working with others is for for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting well, getting on a voice call with just others and just making that effort to work on something. Yeah, yeah because oh. like when you're on a voice call and you're talking about the thing, you're gonna want to work on the thing. That's just how that's, it be it, for me. That's why. <laughs> That's why I get all of you all so many times. Or I'm sorry to my crew. I will bug you about mechanics or things because I'm just like that. Because for me, I think I kind of relate to Fox. There, it's just like if they like this, then that means that it's probably good. The thing is, I don't write Wildervere for an audience. Sorry, everyone in the audience. Uh, when I write for Wildervere, my brain is not on like the people on Twitter or the people who will be in our server, I'm thinking about, oh man, I can't wait to get to this part of the podcast because I know this is going to be a thing. Like the familiar mechanic, oh, Aki's going to dig that for plaque. Hell yeah, that has to be. <laughs> or, uh, or, or when uh, when the summer camp came up, I was like, oh, what if we make one of the NPCs OJ's mom? That's so cute. Oh, Fox yeah. would love that. And it's like, 
it's that's what motivates me is i'm not doing i'm not making a game for an audience an audience just comes to it i make the game and that's why the podcast is so important to me i make the game for all of you and Aww. it's <laughs> because i get to see the fruits of that labor in a very direct way and it's really cool yeah yeah make the game for your friends and for yourself basically for projects <laughs> Uh, I find it, yeah, I find it, I don't know. I give myself self-imposed deadlines, which it means I procrastinate and then I like run right up to the edge of the deadline because that's just me and that's how I operate. But like if I set like a goal, like, oh, okay, I want at least this once one week to sit down and just write uh, a few words, write out this, write out this storyboard, write out this, uh, write out this kind of outline. I've been finding outlines are are really good because then I can just jump around and write the stuff. I want to write about because because um, it yeah because it always kind of cycles. Eventually, eventually you'll get through everything, but just embrace your creative passion at that moment in time. Yeah. So I find yeah. writing an outline, and then so that I can so I can jump around and play. Oh, I want to write this scene today. I I really want to do this scene, so I just write that scene by itself, and then hop hop around because I'm Makes sporadic. Uh, Aki, Can I thought you say you, that you write it, it for yourself, but you've done so much good stuff for the community, though. I just want, I just want to put credit where credits due. You, you guys, I think the world of your group does a lot with the community. It's oh, very we try. <laughs> I think Aki, you said Aki. I thought you were going to elaborate for a minute. Did you have anything you want to add? Oh, did I interrupt? I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're good. not entirely. I just really want to enforce pacing yourself and. Um, just, yeah, pacing yourself. Don't, as much as I love World of Gear, don't do everything in two nights. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't no, do what you are going to does. burn yourself out. No, don't, <laughs> not an enigma. Don't <laughs> live by my words and not by example. I am a destructive force <laughs> in my own being and it shows. So please, don't do a me. I am not a role model. I am just a dweeb making things. Please, I beg. Um, At the same time, if you have that inspiration, run with it. But again, pace yourself. True. Yeah. Just true. also, you know, do it. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. Drink Sorry. water. There's a, there's a difference between embracing your passion and going for it and being unhealthy. If you can yeah. chase the thing you're going to do, but still give. This is my tiny final bit of advice. This has become the most important process of writing for Wildevere. Is when I get an idea. I write like a two sentence version of it because I'm I'm a I'm human. I can't spend forever at the writing desk. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna drink water. But uh, and yes, water. Um, water. But uh, but like if I'm on a walk and I'm like, oh, that's the way this is gonna work. I'll like, I'll like write it in my notes app. And then when I go to write, I'll be like, okay. And then it's just like a lot of nonsense. Most of my writing time is spent deciphering my nonsense, but then when it works, it really works. <laughs> uh, uh, we should we should move to wrap up. And as we, we should do, as we move to wrap up, uh, I want to read the thing Rich wrote, and then I'm gonna let I'm gonna get sappy for a minute, and then I'll let you all uh, plug yourselves, and then we will kind of go. So Rich wrote, <clears throat> not a question. But I want to let you know how inspirational you've been for months now. I really appreciate the way you engage with your community, your messaging on the game, and your general enthusiasm and wholesomeness. And I'm going to 
tack onto that with a little personal anecdote, which is um, I always feel like people think Wolver is like my thing or me and Crow's thing, and as much as I do a lot of the writing, um, and I would like to not do all of the writing, and one day I will have a team that be who can do like devote themselves to writing and not be busy. That'll be a dream. That's a dream. That life, you know. But 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 but, but all that said, <clears throat> this would just have been a flash in the pan one shot if it wasn't for the people who I was like oh, they'd like this. Would you all want to? And then I approached you all in DM. It was just like you insert pleading emoji here want to be on a podcast and like you all said yes to being on a podcast for a game system that doesn't exist with the only like the only uh seeming reward being we'll get to play a game together and y'all went for it and we're here now we're here now in a convention panel and like that's all you like i wrote <laughs> but that's all y'all so like you're gonna you make me are, cry you guys are the reason i like this game system so like Love you guys. <laughs> tears. tears I, you can't see me, but I'm so making much. a little heart with my fingers. Same. <laughs> I'm doing that too. <laughs> hearts. Everyone make hearts. Yay! Yay. Hearts. hearts. So, uh, I think moving on from that, uh, I, I will I will begin the link spam. Uh, we could start with Aki and move up so I can do link spam in the meantime. Uh, Aki, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Outside of the podcast, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Aki underscore Rainbow Gaze. Great panel, I know. Um, where, so you can, <laughs> where you can find my my current art commissions up for shiny sparkly commissions, where there's chibis and icons. So if you want those, let me know. I would love to do art for you. That's about it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, I'll actually only link panel questions that make it easier. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I'm uh, okay. You can find me on on Twitter at Midnight Blue, but like the E is a three. Um, uh, you can also find me. I'm doing stuff for the RPG RPG International uh, YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, so if you want to hop on, if you guys are not uh, frightened of scary stories uh, and horror things, and you want to watch um, a bunch of idiots get together and laugh at how stupid we are, uh, I do highly recommend. I'm a player on that uh, channel, uh, and my friend uh, Lorenzo is the DM. We have a lot of fun. He makes a lot of. What? We have fun. We play Call of Cthulhu, so. It's one of these days you're going to smuggle me through those gates midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, uh, but the last thing, uh, I also DM for, uh, as I said, uh, Clara Fantasia. And if you want to come check us out, if you like, uh, it's a very anime slash Avatar The Last Airbender based system. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, I enjoy DMing for it and writing for it. So if you want to come check us out. That'd be good. I have to figure out how to. I get to be a player in one of your campaigns, and I get to I get to do the CF with uh, some other really cool folks. And it's it's a time. We're coming up to the end, and it's a time. <clears throat> yeah, it is. I'm going to cry. I don't know how to link. It's a server link. It's fine. I, I could, Whatever. I, if you go into the Worldiver server or something, I will do it. Maybe. Maybe. 
any yeah, outfit. Yeah. We'll figure. We'll figure it out. We'll um, figure it out. Okay. Box. Box. Yes. Hello. Um. I think the best place to find me is on Instagram. Uh, CuriousLittleFox.artist. Um. There's a charity I'm going on right now, and I'm like, uh, I want to do commissions so I can like. It's for the little trash maid, so I'm gonna. So if anyone wants commissions, DM me. Because <laughs> I'm going to do some last second ones because I want to participate in the charity thing. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. So yeah, oh. uh, best to find me on Instagram. Yes. Nice. Um, I'm just going to pop my, my link tree in there. Uh, I'm at Crova on Instagram, at Crova underscore arts on Twitter. Hey, um, we did it. We did it. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, those are the best places to find me. Um, I do art stuffs i do wildervere things uh i have another podcast a DD podcast called ember souls um check it out bees in that it's fun it's I very fun it's a zombie boy yeah it's like a uh spooky wintry thing it's fun i get to um, be a zombie you get to be a zombie it's very different than wildervere but i'm having uh, fun with it. So <laughs> you all you all don't understand i I'm glad you all enjoy my content. I hang out around you guys because I enjoy your content. So, like, yes, <laughs> this is a very great trade deal. <laughs> um, well, now it's I, time for you to promote yourself. Oh God, my least favorite part of anything. Um, Go do it. Uh, honestly, Wilderview is kind of where you can find me. That and stuff for the Frostwalkers, which is the D and D podcast I uh, did campaign one of. I just okay. Hey, friends who do TFW. Uh, or were part of that process, or know of it. Hey, you wanna, you wanna, fuck, you wanna, you wanna brain break right now? I just went on Spotify today, and I cried in the general chat of our server, and like bemoaned my fate because the season finale of Campaign One was ten days ago, a year ago. Wow. Oh my God. And I was in another state and I missed it. And I didn't notice until uh, right now because time is a lie and I haven't, I have no concept <laughs> of time. And I, ah! But anyway, uh, Frostwalkers is my baby. I want to pick that up soon. It's on a bit of a hiatus right now, not going to lie. But that's just coming 2020 and gone. Um, but we'll do where you can find me. The server is where I most servers are where I'm most often hanging out. I do have an Instagram, but I do not use it. Um, I'm on Wildevere's Twitter. The the card for Wildevere has should have everything, including the Google Drive. Um, um, if not, you can go. I think to the World of Wildevere channel in this server. It has all of our links there. It does have all the links them. there. Yes. Uh, please. Uh, the server is definitely the best place for you to keep frequent updates. We like doing listening parties. When the when the podcast does releases, um, so you can listen to the episode with us. Uh, I like doing writing streams; that's fun. Um, I'm definitely going to be doing more writing streams when the magic school comes up, so you all can see the familiar mechanic come to life. Uh, we're going to be, and the last bit of announcement I have for self promo is we're doing a summer camp one shot book. Uh, because yes. Boulder Beer's anniversary is in two months, and our goal is to have that book out by our one-year anniversary. Um, and it's going to be one-shots with a campy tone, uh, so you can just pick up and play one-shots, kind of think think uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, but with like summer camp instead of piracy. And, uh, and 
It's going to have a few new things, but not a lot, because the new mechanics are going to be heavily dumped into the magic school. I'm really excited for that. Um, we have a lot of... We're going to be doing a lot of finishing projects over the summer. A lot of like stuff that's been dangling is going to get wrapped up nicely, like the traveler's guides and everything. So there's just going to be a lot of like putting the capstones on old things to make way for new things. Um, and that's going to be nice and really good, and we... Hopefully do more server games once the playtests kind of fade. Uh, and it for me. Yeah. Please hang out with us. We're all nerds. <laughs> and we... <laughs> uh, just gonna say it one more time. Why are all of you here? <laughs> yeah, there's so many people in this oh, chat I'm right so now. Happy. I'm so happy so many people came. I'm so <laughs> Thank happy. Thank you all for coming. Oh my god. <laughs> Hope y'all yeah. had fun. I guess. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time. Um, we can probably get Craig out of here. Yeah. Um, I'd be down to maybe hop into the Wilderveer general call if people still want to chat. Uh, I, don't I, I feel bad for going overtime on the panel. be here at the end of this really cool opportunity we got to do to tell you a little bit about one of our friends. The Chosen Ones is a visual novel style D&D podcast that is a collaboration between several artists and storytellers. It takes place in the first few hundred years of the planet Absalom on a continent known as Varun. To combat the hardships of Absalom, people with extraordinary powers began to develop known as sparks, and from these sparks a Chosen One could form. The story follows four of these sparks, and potential chosen ones, as they work together to discover who the next chosen one might be. With art for every character, sound design, and an RP focus, there's a lot to dive into. Come watch The Adventure every Thursday at 1pm Central Standard Time on the YouTube channel Cassie Roll, or on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. We'll be leaving their link tree in the show notes. Uh, 
it's going to be a very it's a very fun show. Uh, they put one of the Wildervere ads on one of their podcast episodes, which was really nice. So we wanted to pay them back for that. Uh, thank you again so much for listening, and go check out Chosen One.